ready. Joanna, how are you, my friend? Hello, my dear friend. How are you? It's really good to see you in this beautiful afternoon here in Orlando. Let me see if I can show our audience how beautiful our city is. No, maybe I can't. Well, I, I tried. I tried because I wanted to show you the view that I am here right now. But how are the things with you, my friend? Fantastic. And we'll take your word. We live in a beautiful, we, we live in a beautiful city. Yes, we're so blessed. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, today what I, what I thought we'd talk about is uh, taking advantage or, or, or acknowledging, I should say, that the month of August, I don't know if you know this, but the month of August is the National Make-A-Will Month. That oh. means that it's, to, it's, it's designed to increase, raise awareness of the importance of having at least your basic will done. And mm. if you have it done, Get and, and you haven't updated in a while, get it updated. This is the month to do it. You know, in this country, we have a month for just about everything, a week for just about uh, well, everything. Yeah. But, you know, I think this is important. And, and August happens to be kind of my favorite month. And not kind of, it is my favorite month. It's yeah. Beautiful. It's hot. Yeah. I, love it. I wonder why. I wonder why. Uh, so, do we need so, to blow some candles, perhaps? I don't know. I don't do. I don't do can, candles anymore. I just got a torch. Yeah, because probably yeah, it's gonna burn everything. So <laughs> yeah, bit, bit of an incident with the fire department locally. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. But um, anyway, August is Make a Will Month. So I thought that we we talked briefly about you know why should everyone have a will. Not only on a personal side, but what are the ramifications of having and not having a will for someone who owns a business? Uh, getting a will, I think. I think. It, it, let me let me just go back on, on that thought and say, look, in the U.S., we know that about sixty-eight to seventy percent of the population they don't have a will. That's crazy, right? That I know. Is pretty, wow. Pretty alarming. It is not because they don't know that is important they don't know that it's mm -hmm. it, it exists or or maybe perhaps they don't understand the purpose but they just don't and on the other portion of the people who do have a will the 30 percent approximately mm -hmm. most of them have not updated it in years so mm -hmm. we may not even be representing their true wishes anymore you know people get married they get divorced they have no kids and they have six kids uh, they've rented an apartment before. Now they have a home. Or oh yeah, other assets, or they have uh -huh. a business that they didn't have when they when they uh, got their their will done. And and I will tell you that when you take that into the Latino Latino community in the U.S., the numbers are even smaller. And you know the, the number of people who have an updated will is even smaller. So it's great that we have August as National Make a Will Month. Uh, and and I want to. I'm not an attorney, so I'm not going to give you legal advice. But I'm going to share. With you, yeah, that's right. Uh, what I'm going to I'm going to share with you what I do know because I do work with a lot of attorneys, and and one of the services that we provide through our our firm is access to legal services, not only for families but also to business owners and their employees. So I I'm around this all the time. And some of our partners are doing webinars. You know, that we did two webinars last month on, on, we call them will workshops. And I will tell you that most attorneys will not do this for free. And mm. we got two attorneys to do it two times for free 
They wow. did it after hours, which is crazy. And they have families too, you know. And and it was we maxed out the webinars. You know, we maxed out the participation. But we're gonna be doing more this month. And uh, I have a recording of one of the ones that we did last month. So if anyone interested in in uh, learning more about, you know, I call it estate planning one on one. You know, yeah. it's really a workshop just to yes. get you some basic understanding and understand the pros and cons of of having and not having your 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 estate planning up to date. So that's what I thought that we talk about. Does that sound like a sensible topic for you today? It isn't, it isn't, because it's one of those things that you definitely need to take care of and not wait until it's inevitable or to allow somebody else to take care of what you would have wanted to be, to take care of your will. And remember, when there's a will, there's a way. So there are always ways to work around it, right? I know that especially for us in the Hispanic community, there are many restrictions. Uh, one of them is actually the, the financials that involve to take care of that. And oftentimes people even commit the mistake. And I'm not saying people, I, I, I did it, of assigning that task to a notary. Yeah, there are the capabilities on doing that. But they don't have the whole ecosystem and the vision, what it entails to do it with a law firm or with a lawyer, you name it. Even like I remember that time when I did it with a notary, nope, nothing against uh, that profession because everybody on, for, on its own. But it was just a two page. When I did it with a lawyer, law firm, it was around 20 pages. So, and it was taken in consideration so many things. Things like, okay, if something happens to me, who's going to take care of the people that I am in, in charge or taking care of? Uh, what's going to happen with, I don't have a lot of assets either, you know, I'm, I'm not Jeff Bezos, but the stuff that I've been able to accomplish and do and amass, what's going to happen with that intellectual property? You name it, things that I would have even thought of. Things such as like, you know, I'm a fur mom, I'm a dog mom. Like, what was going to happen to my dog if I'm gone? Who's going to take care of that? Who's going to be able to supply for that? Such a simple thing is that you do not think of until you have to. And oftentimes by then, it's too late or it's going to be way more expensive than it would have been if you would have taken care of that sooner. 100%. You, you hit on a lot of high notes on that because... You know, there's a lot of things that we do as human beings on a daily basis that we, we get used to and we take them for granted, but we don't think about what would happen when we're not around. How are those things? Granted, half of them are not as important or critical, but yes. you take care of someone, you take care of your pets, you take care of your community, you take care of your employees, and you're not here, who's going to take care of that? So let me just kind of bring it to to the most basic level just so we all understand what it what is what is a will to begin with what is a will what is it designed to do again this is not legal advice but I'm just going to give you the the basics the will basically does a couple three things number one it's a document it's a legal document that stipulates who will receive your assets whether you have a lot of assets or a few no assets or very little assets Whatever you own, who's going to receive that when you're not long, you're no longer here? So it's asset distribution. That's number one. Number two is if you have children, particularly, who's going to take care of the people that you take care of? 
So if you have kids and, and you're raising your kids and you're no longer here, who's going to handle not, not only their upbringing, you know, the raising, finish raising your kids, but also if you leave money behind, assets behind for the benefit of your children, who's going to manage that for the benefit of your children? Okay, so it's and it's and it's important. It's not a complicated thing to do, but it just needs to be done. So those are the two the two main things. And then you can go on to well, I I'm really involved with my church. I'm involved with this organization. I'm yes. involved with my university, my alma mater. I want to take care of them when I'm not here. The same way that I'm taking care of them while I'm here. Well, that needs to be stipulated in your will as well. Who gets what, when, how much, mm-hmm. and under what circumstances. So, so those are the three things, and that that's on the personal side. If you also own a business, then that's another layer of complexity or a layer of responsibility, as you say. It doesn't have to be complex. So, those are the basics of what a, a, a will will take care of. And I will tell you that the reason that that well, let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you what happens if you don't have this straight up, straight correct. Up. Yes, and if you have this done. What happens is that the state that you live in, your state of residence, will make those decisions for you. They're basically going to create a will for you after you died. And I will promise you that it's not going to reflect your wishes. It's going to be whatever needs to be done as quickly as it needs to get done so we can get this off my desk. It sounds rough, but it is rough. You know, it is rough. The state will determine who gets what. The state will determine who raises your children. The state will will determine all those things. And I will tell you, you know, that's already, to me, that's already scary. Mm -hmm. But what's even more so is that, you know, the courts are busy. So I die today. They're not going to handle my case tomorrow. It could be weeks. It could be months. And in the middle, you know, while they're waiting, while my heirs, my future beneficiaries, my children, my employees, all while while this is not being handled, they're frozen in time. You know, they're frozen in time. And and the scary part is if you have underage children, they may end up in, you know, the care of the state, as in foster homes, while they wait. For the final decision, it's a horrible situation that can be easily yeah. avoided with a properly drafted and updated will. So that's what happens if you don't. If you don't have a, what happens if when you do, you predetermine all that stuff ahead of time. Your real wishes properly executed when you're not here. When you don't, the state takes care of it, and you're not going to like the choices. Now. Why is it that, you know, that's scary enough. I say, okay, I, I'm game. That, that I'm sufficiently scared. <laughs> what do I need to do? Yes. And that's the, the number one reason that people don't take action. They don't have a will. Number one is cost. It's not cheap. It, it's not designed to be cheap. It's an important document that needs to be done right. And um, on average, you know, instead of Florida, to have an attorney, a state planning attorney, do a basic will for a person, is between nine hundred to a thousand dollars. Yep, it's going to be two times that. So twenty one hundred, twenty two hundred dollars to get that done. Is it worth it? Absolutely, hundred percent. Yes. But we need. We oftentimes postpone 
the agony of parting with $2,200 or $2,000 on things that we want to do. We don't want to do to begin with. Yeah, we have so time, right? I got time, maybe tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow, tomorrow. I'll do it before the end of the year. I'll do it before my birthday. I'll do it before our anniversary. Yeah. So anyway, it's a mental exercise that 70% 70 of the population goes through. And that's what they don't do. They don't take action. So cost is number one. The the number one reason why people don't do it is cost. The number two reason, which is a distant number two, because cost is so important, is I don't know where to go. And this seems complicated. I don't know where to go. I don't know who to talk to. I don't know what the first step or the next step is. And it seems complicated. So we avoid cost and we avoid complexity. Doesn't mean that it doesn't need to get done. So have you gone through this mental exercise yourself, Joanna? I mean, have you gone through it? You know, people who have gone through this kind of decision-making tree that says, I don't, I don't want one because I don't understand what a will is. Now I do. I want one. I, I don't like the price. I think I can put together the money, but then it seems complicated. So I just keep looking for reasons not to take action. Have you have you gone or have you known people that gone through this mental exercise? Oh, yeah, by all means. And I would like to add a couple of more reasons. Uh, one of them, it's just people that are afraid to ask questions because they don't want to sound like they don't know, especially in the Hispanic community. Uh, the ones that come here and arrive into the country and start building, rebuilding their lives, they just think this is something that who am I going to ask? Why should, why should I ask about this? Because they come with the mindset from other countries where we don't think of these things because there's always an aunt, an uncle, a godfather, a godmother, a best friend that uh, it's going to be taken care of. But in this country, it's not like that. It's not that the family will just come and take care of your children or next of kin. Right. The government intervenes. So it's not what you would think or, or your family would want to do, first and foremost. Another thing is that uh, you don't know that the resources are out there and you only know what you know. So you think this is not accessible, that it's, it's something that it's unattainable, unattainable. It's, it's impossible to, to do. And another thing is just that people just think that those things are going to fix for themselves after you're gone, right? right? Because if you're not here, you're not here. So people are going to do whatever they're going to do. And circling back to what you said, well, you, wouldn't you like your wishes to be, to be honored? So that's yeah. why it is important. And circling back also to the business side of it, which you were the one that made me reflect on this, actually. What happens to the people that are under your care? your employees, who's going to take care of them. They, um, by definition, they also take care of their families. Sure. And, and let's say like, okay, 50-50, right? If you are in a partnership when it comes to your business, okay, if the person that deceases has a spouse, I believe you were the one saying and mentioning me, well, the spouse is the one that's going to take over your share if you haven't defined that situation. And the other, in your spouse, you don't know in which, in which, mind state is going to be when you are losing your partner probably you have no idea how to manage a business what's going to happen with that company and with that intellectual property is it going to be dissolved or is it going to be sold god knows where so those things are really important and never never ever thought of them until of course you antonio raised the alarm of hey joe you need to think of those things now i have a question for you 
-hmm. for those of us, because I'm including myself in that bucket. What are our options? How can you help us navigate through this complexity? Yeah, it's a great question. And, and, and honestly, they're just like with any major decision, there are four options. The first option is you stick your hand in the sand and, and then you hope that nothing ever happens. Well, that's not an option, my that's friend. Not I mean, it's, an option. <laughs> it's not the best option. Well, true. So the, the, I always propose, propose the do nothing option, right? I do that with my clients. Do nothing. Well, what about my business is not doing well? Well, you can do nothing. Mm -hmm. continue to do nothing in some cases. Anyway, so that's the first option, not a good option. The second option is you go to Google and say, give me a will. And then you get a template or multiple templates. <laughs> I've been guilty of that. In the past, in the past, not anymore. But yes, I've been guilty. Yeah, we all have to, we, we have to try, right? Yes, yes. Especially now with AI, you know, you will always yeah. like, oh, but, Please write me a will like such and such a lawyer would. Like, no, man, that still no. No. They don't have no. a law degree. They scrape yeah. technology with no law degree. So that's an option, not a good option. You're not gonna you're probably not gonna end up with a valid will and it's gonna give you a false sense of security. It's it's not where you wanna be. Yes. The, Tough the cookie to swallow, option. but it's true. Yeah. The third option is hire an attorney. Hire a an estate planning attorney to handle this for you. Someone who knows what they're doing, someone who has experience doing it, someone who's licensed in your state of residence and understands the nuances and can ask the right questions so you end up with a document that you really want and need and will perform when the time comes. Correct. Now, you can expect to pay three, $400 an hour if they charge you by the hour or you can negotiate a flat fee. Like I said, that flat fee is going to be about $1,000 per person. So for an average couple with no major, you know, crazy assets like assets in different countries or multiple businesses, then it's probably about two grand. Okay. Is it worth it? Absolutely. 100% all day, all night. Is it easy to part with $2,000 for that? Notice the actual phrase is for that. Because if I tell you, you can go on a, 10 day cruise for two grand, you're like, I'm in, you'll find the money. But it's, <laughs> so but true. if it's an, a will, you're like, I don't know, I don't have the money. No, the mm. real answer is, I don't have the money for that. Okay. So, anyway, so that's option number three. Option number four is the one that I've used since 2009. There is a service, it's called Legal Shield. We partner as an as an organization, as a as a firm, consulting firm. We partner with Legal Shield to provide services to our to our um, our clients in different areas, and one of them is legal services for family, individuals, families, and business owners and their employees. So, Legal Shield is a is a legal access plan that you pay a monthly fee. It's twenty nine ninety five on the family level. And in, in, it includes a whole bunch of benefits, one of them being basic estate planning. So imagine instead of paying two grand to get your basic will done, and that's it, you do it one time, uh, becoming uh, yeah. subscribing to Legal Shield for 30 bucks a month for your entire family, right? And have ah. your, your basic estate planning done at no additional cost. I'm talking about not just the basic will. But what's cool about it is that they include four legal documents for you and your your couple, your partner, your spouse, your conjugate, lo que sea. 
<laughs> and that is the, the will, the living will, the power of attorney for medical situations and a power of attorney for financial situations. That's four yeah. documents. So the $2,000 that I quoted you before do not include the other documents. That's just the basic will. So that's wow. what I've used since 2009. And that's what I use to review it on an ongoing basis. Like every two, three years, I don't do it every year. I promise you my things don't change that much year to year. Mm. But And it doesn't cost me anything to get those yes. uh, those uh, updates either. So that's what I recommend. And I, and I will add the information down below. Oh, so please do. Interested in, in, you know, they can take a look at it. And I will also add the will workshop that we did last, last month. Mm. Um, that that is by two of our attorneys who who handle that and and they did this for free they did this after hours and it was fantastic you know we had we maxed out the 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 webinar it was online we maxed that out twice so but i have a recording so we can make that available as well that that's those are the options when you when yeah you that. And, and please antonio share that information because uh, well, like i was mentioning earlier one of the reasons is that we don't we don't have access to the resources or we don't even know that the resources exist or where to look for them yeah. and just I, i like to think it like this you had two lawyers um each one of them with uh, let's say like four hours each do the numbers you know it's it's almost like two thousand dollars in value just to get their pick on their brains and here you are sharing all this information for free for the people that are listening to us our audience so please be we would really appreciate it for you to share because you can always learn something new especially if you are hearing it from experts people that yeah. are in the field that are qualified and they have all the academic knowledge to do that and it's their day-to-day -day thing so it's not that they're just coming up with So perfect. And, and also feel free to share us the information in order for people to register and, and join this amazing service, which uh, I believe it's like the Netflix of legal services. That's right. That's the way I, I call yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I see it like this. How often does someone goes to a Starbucks, to a coffee shop, you name it, just if you buy like a simple Americano, which is oftentimes the cheapest thing in the menu? It doesn't cost like less than $3. Mm -hmm. You do that on a, on a daily basis and you don't mind. You say, ah, I deserve it. Oh, it's just a coffee. If you invest $1 a day, you will get this solution for you and protect yourself, your family, your business, and everybody that is under your care. So I don't know. I think it's a no-brainer. But then, then, then again, that's me. Yeah. Well, that's the way I looked at it too. And, and again, it, it's people make their own choices. But my goal is to make sure that you have the same data, the same information yes. that is current, that is legit. And once you have that, then you make your own choice. But at Correct. least we, we, we fulfill the promise of bringing you the right information at the right time from the right source. So we'll, we'll include that down below in, in, the, in the comments. And I will tell you that what, I share up to, what I've shared with you up to now I did it as a business owner, not as an attorney. I'm not an attorney and I'm not providing legal advice. I'm just going to say, look, this is my experience. This is what I use. This is how I do it. This is why. This is what I've learned being surrounded by so many amazing friends who happen to also be attorneys. So so that's that. And that when you add the, the an extra layer of interest, 
which is you own a business. You know, what does that really mean? What happens when you're not around? Well, let's take two basic examples. One is you own your business 100%. Okay, you own your business 100%. You don't have any partners is what I'm saying. Who handles your business when you're not around? If there's nothing on your will and there's not an operating agreement for your business that spells that out on a legal document, the answer is, I don't know what happens to your business. It may just shut down on its own. And if you have employees, you you just kind of you you kind of let left them out there hanging in the breeze when you could have done something to prevent that kind of stuff. So make sure that you handle that through your estate planning. What happens when I, to my business, my employees, my relationships, the business assets, both physical and intellectual, you know, in, in intellectual property assets, logos, brands, content. Uh, processes, frameworks, if you're a consultant, the things that you created, the products that you created for your clients, who handles that? Who's going to take care of that? Who's going to take ownership of that? So that's on on, on the simple side, you don't have any partners. When you have partners, outside partners, then the level of complexity increases a little bit or or the things that need to be taken care of. Because as as a simple example, if, if, if I'm Joanna and I are partners in a business and I die and I don't we don't have an operating agreement to handle that and we don't have a will well she she and I would not have a will that's in the family a will is for the family uh, technically my wife now owns what I used to own in that business and that may not be the best thing for the business that may not be the best thing for the partnership that may not be the best thing for the employees for a variety of reasons, maybe uh, personality, maybe talent is not there. Maybe there's not enough interests. I'm the owner, but you're never going to see them, you know? So those things need to be handled up front. And when you have partners like that, the operating, operating agreement needs to spell that out. And it needs to be funded through, that decision needs to be funded properly through what is called a buy-sell agreement. Those are two legal documents that the right law firm can put together for you. And by the way, Legal Shield will help you with that as well. Uh, so so that's that's super important to, to handle up front because this will really affect mm-hmm. the lives of a lot of people that you care for. Yeah. Uh, but if you care less in the beginning, they're going to be uh, in, in, a, in, a, in a situation that is less than optimal for them. Yes, by all means. And uh, that just made me reflect that it doesn't matter if, yeah, because in our, in our, in our Hispanic community, we are very uh, big hearted and we think, oh, but it's my friend and I know his wife. So if something happens, it's going to be okay. Or it, it's, 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 it's family or we build this together and we mm-hmm. assume that everything is going to be rainbows and, you know, and roses at the end of the road. But you do not know what's going to happen. And like you just said, it probably has nothing to do with if something is good or bad. It's just about the capabilities, the talent, the situation, the time frame, and also protecting the people that are under under your wing. So that's very key. And, and I want to thank you for sharing all this information and putting it out there. Yeah. August is National Make-A-Will Month. If you don't have a will, get it done. We already, I'll show you already how to remove 
the barrier of cost, the barrier of complexity. It's easy. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't need to be expensive. So, you know, if you don't have a will, get it done. If you have a will, but you haven't looked at it in years, probably, it's time to get it updated. It's time to get it revised. Legalship will do that for you as well under their membership. So, I mean, I think I think mission complete. You know, mission mission accomplished. Accomplished, yes. We wanted yes. to get done today. I think it's a, it's a, it's an uncomfortable topic sometimes because people associated with death. You know, I get that. I commiserate. I empathize. But it needs to be handled. It Correct. still needs to be handled. Correct. So take 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 charge, or somebody else will take charge of it for you, and you're not going to like their decisions. I promise you. So. Joanna, I hope this was valuable to you and whoever is listening to us. Uh, I love having this conversation. This kind of went away from the things that we've been talking about, but I think it's important. And I Correct. Think it's timely, and it affects all of us. Whether you own a business or not, this touches you. And it yes. touches your families. Correct. So anything else, uh, Joanna, before we go? Everything awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for everything, and see you next week. Sounds great.